Okay, this is Jared and Daigle with MetalSpeak.com. We're here with Gavin from Dredge. Is that, a, is that how you say it? Or is it? That's how you say it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't sure. Usually without the G on the end, I was kind of iffy. Uh, yeah. Like a, so, how's it going? Going well. Yeah. So you, guys, you guys are out on tour with uh, Freedom Midland Trophy Fire? Yeah. You guys are about four dates in. How's the uh, How's the tour going so far? It's been fine, yeah. No complaints. Yeah basically exactly what i expected yeah. <laughs> no surprises really at the moment yeah what did you expect or what what about it well a lot of these are off markets for us i mean markets we don't do so well in so the shows have been good the, the amount of people hasn't been amazing but the people that are there have been really into it so yeah which is fine nice <laughs> yeah nice um, but it's been cool i we're really good friends with trophy fire and fair to midlands have been good guys so far so yeah Similar dudes to us. So. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty pretty good package. I mean, yeah. I think, uh, you know, you have enough variation, but you're uh, you guys are still kind of along the. Yeah, yeah. You know, kind of run that same that same gamut. Yeah. So. Not as weird as watching Fred Midland with Periphery when they were here. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little strange. Back in March, it was kind of a mixed bag. But yeah. Although that won me over for them because I'd never seen them before, and so you never know what you're gonna find. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> totally. So you guys uh, just put out a new album here in the last few months. Yeah. How's the uh, how's the response been so far? Uh, it's been mixed, but I expected that. Uh, you know, it's more of a collaborative effort on this record. It's not so much a straight rock record. I don't think we would have made another record if we didn't do something different. So it is what it is. I mean, I I think it's a good record and sounds exactly like what it is. Dan the Automator with our band. You know, so a lot of people love it. A lot of people hate it. Which is fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was seeing... Uh, I, I get a lot of emails. People talk shit to me. It's like, it's funny you go out of your way to do that. It makes me laugh. Yeah. You get a good kick out of it, so keep yeah. them coming if you want. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good attitude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was kind of wondering how, uh, how you guys were kind of, you know, just kind of looking through the... Uh, just some of the feedback, even on iTunes, on the new one, it's it's kind of fifty fifty. Yeah. You, know, you have some diehards that are kind of yeah. know, pretty into it, and others that are just like, what the fuck? And yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it's better than having no reaction at all, which is kind of what I felt about our last record. Like, diehards seemed to like it, but it was just like came and went. And at least this one, there's some some kind of emotion stirred up in people. It's got people yeah. talking. It's better than just having it be a passive record, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so you guys, um, yeah, I'm guessing you're doing live drums for the for the tour. Yeah. Yeah, there's live drums on the record too. Okay. They're just it's mixed more on the side of not having live drums. Yeah, it, it sounds a little it's more about a mix really than how it was written. And well, I shouldn't say written because Dino wrote a lot of his drums electronically, and that's kind of where his he shifted as an artist. You know. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of people are like, "You have a great drummer. Why didn't you use him?" Like, ask him. He he wrote all the drum parts, so yeah. we did use him. You know. <laughs> He's just, he just did not as interested way. in being like technical and you know yeah being tricky yeah so seems to be the progression of a lot of bands you look at like you know, Radiohead or even uh, you know I don't want to say like Linkin Park's last one you know they went a little more electronic on it and stuff like that yeah so. yeah I mean we've been wanting to do a record with Dan for a long time he's considered an old friend now so it just seemed like the timing was right after putting out our last record which we felt was very much the dredge record whatever that is but um we put a lot of effort into that one we're like let's just do something different on this one and 
not have it be so much of a, you know, trash record. Yeah. <laughs> but it is. I, I mean, the songs, what's funny about it is a lot of the songs are written, some of them are written years and years ago, so yeah. they could have been on any of the records. <laughs> wow. When, uh, when you guys write stuff like that, how does, do you guys, um, you know, when you write something, like you mentioned, that's been around for a while, does it get recorded so that everybody remembers it, or does it just stay in somebody's memory? Well, yeah, we demo everything usually, and some of the songs that didn't make past records, they just weren't in a good place yet, you know, but be it stylistically or, or writing-wise, you know, so they were kind of put on ice until we found some way to present them in a proper manner. Yeah. <laughs> Or at least from our perspective. Yeah. yeah. What, do you, what do you think it is about, like, because, I mean, it, it seems like you guys are pretty popular. I mean, just in the last few months, I've seen, you know, a lot of the, you know, kind of the hard rock and metal websites. I know, like, uh, Misha from Periphery is really big in you guys. Um, you know, but what do you guys, I mean, you, your music is... I guess lighter than what we would you know call like metal or or whatever. I mean, mm -hmm. but it seems like you, you hold a pretty good, pretty strong appeal among metalheads. I mean, what, yeah, I know. What is I, it? Actually, a lot of our fans, at least within the the business, seem to be more from a harder side of things, you know. But I, I mean, that was kind of our roots. I mean, maybe it's partially due to that and the fact. I think live we come off a little bit heavier than we do on record, which we've tried to. Make, we've tried to capture on records it's just I don't know what it is why we haven't been able to but um, I don't know live's just a different energy I feel like some of the energy depending on the shows maybe is a little bit more heavy rock you know yeah. so I don't know I mean some some songs are technical too which maybe people that are into metal are into you know yeah so lots of layering lots of different yeah sounds especially in the last two yeah 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 so I don't know, but you're right. I mean, a lot of a lot of our fans that are musicians are in really heavy bands. Yeah, that probably has something to do with them not wanting to sit around and listen to metal since that's what they play. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Something different. I mean, when we played a lot of metal, I did, that was kind of the last thing I wanted to hear after playing a show. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's probably something to, that has something to do with it as well. Yeah, we've been hearing that more and more. You know, it seems like a lot of the a lot of the bands we talk to, you know, when they're in the van, they're listening to like. You know, yeah. Kelly Clarkson or something else, just to kind of take the edge off, because yeah. you know, yeah. you can only take so much heavy before you gotta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so going back, you, did you say um, you guys? Some of you guys were in other bands way, way back, or no, never. It's always been Dredge. Yeah, cool. We started this band 17 years ago, wow. almost 18 years ago now. So, yeah, same four guys. Cool. That's really. Uh, we weren't always writing originals. I mean, in '93 we were doing cover songs until about, I think maybe '94 we wrote our first original. '95, put out our first EP in '96, which was Dredge, three song EP. Um, and then our first record was recorded in '98, I think. Um, that was Let My Teeth. So '98, '99. Yeah. And that was re-released in 2001. September 11th, and then um, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> remember that day. <laughs> yeah, that's easy to remember. And then um, yeah, it was the same day as Nickelback, right? Right, yeah. exactly. Yellow <laughs> came out shortly <laughs> after that. From there, you know. yeah. So, so uh, same four guys. That's um, that's kind of you know uncommon these days. It seems like for the same members to stick, yeah, you know, stick together. Do you guys? Do you feel like there's a secret or something? Do you guys? Um, 
Did you guys well, all like know each other since childhood or anything like that? Or well, yeah, I mean, since then that was childhood almost, you know. Well, yeah, I guess it's junior high, high school, <laughs> right? You know. So, uh, I mean, yeah, that was a big part of it, and I think we've kind of been on the same page throughout the whole process. And I don't know, I I just view it as like if anyone left this band, it wouldn't be this, we wouldn't be Dredge anymore. And yeah, that's kind of how we go about it, you know. So if one guy leaves, it's done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good to have that chemistry. Yeah, you know everyone's yeah. kind of evolving along the same. Yeah, on the same lines. Yeah, and we've you know that's how we initially were uh, met each other is through music and similar taste in music, and that kind of you know we all listen to different things obviously still, but we influence each other on what we listen to, and that comes into play when we write as well. You know, because everyone it's a pretty collaborative you know, effort when it comes to writing and okay. democratic process, so. Cool. Um, would you say there's anything that's, like, might be shocking, the kind of music you guys listen to that's unexpected or unusual that you guys are really into that? Probably not anymore. I feel like everyone listens to everything yeah. nowadays, you know? Yeah. I mean, we listen to everything, really. It's, um, I don't know, everything, pop, some country stuff, I mean, the whole spectrum. Yeah. As I said, I don't think that's uncommon. So yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I said, we're finding that more and more. You know, people are kind of moving away from that elitism and you know, yeah, a little more holistic approach. People least. buy music too. A lot of people just buy songs. You know, so yeah, right. I'm like, oh, I like that song. I'm buy that song. Yeah. So you don't necessarily have a collection of rock records or something. You know, a lot of people the way they buy music is collections of songs and so on. You know? yeah. The age of the playlist. Yeah. Yeah. Very often you have people listening to an album front to back anymore. That's true. Yeah. So, do you think that'll come back? I mean, asking the friend of the guys earlier, just it seems like you know with digital music kind of killing CDs as a format. I mean, you know, with vinyl coming out, do you think there's going to be a kind of a return to that? Probably in some form or another. I mean, things usually come full circle. People will get tired of whatever's going on now, and we'll probably revert back to older ways of listening to music. But I don't know. I mean, it's kind of up in the air right now, it seems. I mean, technology's not going anywhere. It's not like we're going to... I feel like people buy vinyl more for a collecting purpose as opposed to, like, I'm going to buy vinyl and listen to it all the time, you know. But I mean, that's why a lot of people, you know, sell vinyl, but it comes with digital code or comes with the music so you have it on your phone or whatever. Yeah. So... We'll see. I don't know. It'd be a guess <laughs> if I were to give you a straight answer. Yeah. yeah. What's the uh, what's on deck for the rest of the year for you guys? Um, well, we're going to Europe shortly after this again. Um, fall. Pretty sure we're going out with another band as a supporting slot, but it's not a hundred percent confirmed. And then uh, we're going to Australia at the beginning of next year. Oh wow! For the Soundwave Festival, it just travels all over Australia and possibly Japan on the way home. Nice. So, after that, I don't know. But that's that gets us through the next year. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good year. <laughs> Any uh, country where the music goes over better than others, or the response pretty yeah, much universal? Yeah, I mean, Europe for us is our best market by far. I mean, all over there is much better than the U.S. I don't know about Australia. Um, we'll find out. <laughs> First time down Japan. there. We've never been to Asia or uh, Australia. So. Oh, okay. But yeah, it seems to, 
I don't know. We get a lot more promotion overseas. We get much bigger crowds and a lot. You know, we're in major magazines, and it's amazing what that does for a band. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't really get that in the U.S. I mean, no one even. I don't even think anyone from a major major publication even reviewed our record. So. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Which is weird. I guess that being a band as long as we have, you think they'd at least give us a review. But yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. Why do They're you actually obsolete now, anyhow, so they can yeah. Yeah. work on their websites. Exactly. Yeah. Most of the uh, yeah, most of the magazines They're are getting thinner and thinner, I know that. Yeah. It's gonna yeah. be like a sheet of paper soon. Yeah. Promoting their website. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Flyer made it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what do you think that? Because I, you know, I, I keep hearing it's another thread that keeps running through a lot of the bands we talk to. It's just the, you know, the contrast between how bands are are treated in Europe, you know, and the enthusiasm versus over here, where it's kind of like. Ah, well, know. I have a good friend who's uh, he lives in San Francisco about six seven months out of the year, and then he lives in Berlin, and he's a saxophone player more from the jazz world, but he'll play with us <clears throat> every now and then, and. Uh, he said just living in Berlin, I mean, they give benefits to musicians. It's like the way that, that Germany looks at it is it's an important part of their culture, important part of culture, and that they need to support it the best they can. I don't think our country views it like that. It's more of like a, you know, I don't know. When you play clubs here, it's just the way you're treated. It's less, than a, it's less of a partnership. You know, when you go there, it's like everything's dialed in. You have catering, and people treat you well, and... It's like we're working together. You're making money. We're hopefully making money. You know, we're here. It's like you're lucky to be in this fucking club. You know, yeah. so get your shit out of here as quick as you can. You know? Yeah. So I don't know. I think that's that. just the difference. You know, I mean, yeah. there's like Austin, Texas, apparently offers some you know healthcare program to the city for musicians, and hmm. probably that's part of the reason why they have such a great music scene. I mean, if you encourage it, and it will thrive. You know, but uh, I think in general it's not like that in this country. Yeah. Do you think some of that might, I mean, just just as you were saying that, I just, you know, I wonder about, like, the, you know, the centralized populations of Europe versus, you know, or even, like, within a country, like, like Germany, you know, you have, you know, very centralized population. They don't move out. They don't disperse, you know. Whereas in the U.S., you've got, you know, different tastes and different, you know, dialects and different ways of doing things, even, you know, within the country, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, they even have that in Germany. I mean, obviously, it's a lot smaller country. I mean, population-wise, it's like probably the size of California, but or smaller even. But uh, I think, I mean, I think they even. It's not just Germans that live in Germany, so they. I say they're. Them encountering different cultures and dialects is even greater than ours, personally. But yeah. That's just what I get from it. Um, maybe it's just the size of our country. I don't know, but. I think people in the U.S. feel a little more entitled or over there, they feel privileged, you know? Yeah. It's more of the attitude of, like, show me what you can do here, and over there it's like, I'm happy to be here. Play what you play, I don't want to listen to it, you know? It's a different perspective. <laughs> I think that's, like, like an individualism versus a collectivism type yeah, dynamic? Or? And, you know, also the novelty of having a band travel overseas is a little bit, you know, more special, maybe. But... They're definitely in tune with what's going on. I mean, especially in Germany, that's where most of the business is, you know. Yeah. Gas, Germany, Austria, Switzerland is like the, the core of the business over there. You know? Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. I'll take it. I don't care where we do well. As long as, as, long as you as are. There's somewhere that appreciates it. You know? yeah. 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 It's more of a global economy and world now. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> as we're probably going to find out on the second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, sorry. I read the news too much. Well, cool. Um, um, you know, one thing that we try to ask, just to maybe this will be to lighten up the <laughs> the mood here, but uh, something we try to ask, just to um, if uh, if you could sort of imagine like the ultimate band lineup of like four or five band members, living or dead, who would you say? Uh, I don't know. I'd probably rather just bring a few people back to life and have them join the bands they're in. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, I don't know, I think when sometimes when you get those all-star bands, it doesn't necessarily, yeah. it's not as special to me, but kind of, I don't know. I, I would appreciate if, I don't know, who, you know, person A came back and joined the band and that energy and dynamic was back together again. I think that'd be more special. Freddie Mercury, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, Bob Marley, get him back with the Whalers and have them play together again. I think that'd be much more appealing than having him play with the super group. Yeah, super group. <laughs> Michael Hutchins. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 There you go. <laughs> cool. Good answer. It's a unique answer. Nobody's ever said that so far. Yeah. So, yeah. That's good. <laughs> right on. Cool, man. Well, yeah, thanks for taking the time. Yeah, Best luck on the tour, and uh, we're looking forward to the show tonight. All right, cool. So, see you guys out there. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks cool. a lot. Have a good one. You too. You too.